Welcome to the Church of Philadelphia podcast. Get ready for this message to ignite your faith as the power and love of God is shared through his word. Amen, because we're still pushing through with our current sermon series where we've been talking about encounter. And we're in that portion where we're saying encounter the Lord through the faces of praise, talking about the various types of different forms of praise. Amen. So just being able to encounter God as we offer up praise to God and we understand that we praise God for what God has done. So y'all know what I me, mean. you get to be some gymnast regardless of your age and weight or flexibility. So listen, listen, we're going to flip over to the book of Psalms, the book of Psalms, chapter mm-hmm. number 118. And we're going to land a perfect 10 on verse number 24 psalms 118 verse number 24 if you can indulge us but please honor god for the reading of his holy word amen we're going to be seated because we're trying to stand in front of the camera but let's stand for the reading of god's holy word amen Amen. and here begins the reading of god's holy word it says this is the day which the lord have made we will rejoice and be glad in it save now i beseech thee o lord o lord i beseech thee send now prosperity Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord, which have showed us light, bind the sacrifice with course, even unto the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his, he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Amen. And the title that we're going to be working with on this morning is simply entitled, Develop your routine. We're talking about developing your routine, having a healthy or proper or good routine. Amen. 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 amen, And amen. And so uh, just bear with us as we we travel through these scriptures. Y'all know the book of Psalms is is a familiar passage that we find ourselves or familiar book that we find ourselves often going to when we're dealing with difficult situations in life. We understand when we go to the Psalms, we can find comfort. We can find encouragement. It's a book that you see the different writers, in particular David, one of my favorite characters of the Bible. We see how he begins to express. I'm talking about the real raw emotions and feelings that he had pertaining to his enemies and he said things like God you know and this is him talking to God he said he asked God to grind his enemies into dust and what I appreciate about that I appreciate that because God gives him space to actually yes. speak this raw truth you know he gives him the liberty to be free because the Bible lets us know it's the truth that you know that makes you free right so he gives him space to deal with that truth that he's dealing with in relation to what he feels or what he thinks about his enemies right yeah but again, like we said, it's a book that you can go and find comfort. It's a book that you can most certainly find encouragement. But it's a book where we see there is praise, continual praise. There is consistent worship. And th- the theme of the book of Psalms, it is centered around worship, right? It yep. is centered around worship. And so Amen. we want to talk about that on today as we still talk about praise, right? We're still talking about praise. And so as we talk about develop your routine, we're going to jump right in. Verse 24 says, this is the day. Uh, which the Lord have made, we will rejoice and be glad in this, right? So before we get into the scripture, I want to give you this definition, two definitions, right? One is develop. Develop is defined simply as this. It means to work out the possibilities, to work out the possibilities. Definition number two is to create or produce, especially by deliberate effort over time. Time is a key word because when you think about this is the day, day denotes time. So God has given us time for us to actually to create, produce, especially by deliberate effort. So we need to see your effort, deliberate effort in the day, this time that God has actually given you. Right. right. Um, When when you actually put forth an effort to develop a routine, 
then, you know, especially if it's a healthy, or we'll call it this right here. The routine that we want you to develop is one of holy. We want you to have a holy routine, holy a holy routine. routine, denoting living for God, living according to the word of God. Amen. Because this is what you got to understand. Routine is defined as this. It says definition number one, it's a regular course of action. Routine right. is a regular course of action. So something that you do on a consistent basis. Routine is going to be something that you do consistent, right? And I told y'all before, uh, God spoke this word to me. He says, consistency denotes discipline. Discipline denotes consistency. If you're consistent, you will be disciplined. And if you're disciplined, you will be consistent in the things that you do, right? Amen. So having a routine, a routine, meaning you're disciplined or you're consistent, this is where productivity comes from, right? You'll, yes. you'll be very yes. productive when you have a routine denoting discipline, right? So the second definition for the word routine is this. It says it's a worked out part as of an entertainment or sports contest that may be often repeated. So something that, that is repeated, that you repeatedly do, that you consistently do. This is developing a routine, right? Yes. And there's a word in this definition, the second definition called entertainment, right? Because again, we want you to develop a holy routine. Understand that if there is not a holy routine, the Bible lets us know, right, a false balance is an abomination unto the Lord, right? If right. it's not a holy routine, then there is going to be certainly an unholy routine, meaning there is going to be a lifestyle of sin. And if there is a lifestyle of sin, sin is going to be the thing that actually yep. controls the individual, right? So we're trying to get you to understand the importance of having a holy routine yes. or a holy lifestyle. And so again, I want to pull your attention to the word entertainment. Because think about when you're trying to develop a routine, when you're trying to uh, get discipline in your life, when you're trying to get to a place of being consistent, there yes, are things Jesus. that are come that are going to try to distract you. Mainly, there is going to be the enemy that is going to try to distract you and oh, the yeah. things that you're doing as you're trying to actually develop a holy routine or a holy lifestyle. There are going to be things that the enemy will show you, meaning there are going to be images that the enemy will show you, but then there are going to be words that the enemy actually speaks to you. Yes. And if we are not of the mindset to cast these things down, Right. These things, these distractions, whether it be images or whether it be words mm -hmm. and not to mention just life itself. If you like me, you have children, most of my children of age where they can. Well, all of my children of age where they can do for themselves. <laughs> but you, you understand what I'm saying? There are still some distractions that come by yes. way of my children. You understand? Yes. I have three girls and at times my three girls, they be arguing like they some old biddies at times. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, what, what the fuck is you? What, what are you doing? Like, that's not even necessary. Like, you, you know, and it, it, it becomes a distraction distraction at times right it, 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 it distracts us from what we're trying to do the task at hand Lord right uh, it distracts us from being sensitive to the spirit of god or being focused on what god <coughs> wants to do right and y'all know yeah. what i'm saying if if the money is not right in a relationship the money can actually be a distraction yes, in yes, the love making place you understand yeah. what i'm saying yes, so 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 think about entertainment right all of these different things that we entertain whether it be things that the enemy speaks to us or whether it be things that the enemy shows us mm -hmm. or whether it's just things that come from life itself right entertainment let's break down this word entertainment you got the word enter right yes denoting that something comes in 
when developing a routine, we must be careful what we allow to enter in. Hence, we say the enemy speaking words to us or the enemy showing us images. We have to be mindful of what it is that we allow me to enter to us, right? And then you see the word taint. That's that's taint. 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 That's that's the the root word of taint, right? Yep. Meaning you, this something becomes tainted, right? So the things that we allow to enter in, it can actually taint what's on the inside of us right. and then on the end of this word you see the word meant which is short for the word mentality right so mm. we must be careful what we allow to enter in that comes by way of these distractions because these things that come in if they enter in they begin to taint our mentality mm. and if the mentality is now tainted was here if it's not uprooted cast down plucked up right it then enters into the heart where live or real emotions are producing we've and, and you wonder why you feel a certain way about things or about people the things right. that the enemy has spoken to you or have shown you because we never dealt with the seed that came from the thought or the word that was spoken or the image that was shown to us that entered into the mind by by mm. the eyes or by the ears these different gates right so it's 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 tainting of uh, the mentality right and uh, like we say if we don't stop it there it enters into the heart where we produce live or real emotions and if we don't get it dealt with there it then enters into the spirit of them and this is where you find where people begin to now carry out or begin to do things yeah. what 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 they thought was just a feeling which originated from a thought or something and so mm. we're trying to get you to understand the importance of developing a holy routine right a holy routine and in doing this and developing this holy routine mm -hmm. we must be careful of what we entertain what we allow the enemy to speak to us or what we allow the enemy to show us or the distractions or temptations that come by way of life amen, amen. so hence the scripture says this is the day which the lord have made we will rejoice and be glad in it right so when you think about this right here this is the day the day denoting the time god is a lot of time for you right to give you an opportunity to develop a healthy or a holy routine right? right and it's within this day and the thing is when you develop a holy lifestyle or a holy routine then you can actually rejoice and be glad in the time that god has given you because right. think about it the All things right. that you're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis right think about how often the enemy comes to you comes to you throughout the course of a day yes. where if you're not casting these things out if you're not walking in the authority that God has given you most of us are not rejoicing in the day that That's God right. has made most of us are not glad in the day that God has made because you got a bunch of Christians and unbelievers walking around just mad frustrated and irritated oh, in yes. the day or the allotted time that God has given them to actually be able to rejoice right mm -hmm. because of the things that they have entertained not just the things but also the people People that they have entertained that has now tainted their mentality changed their perspective about the things of God the will of God the word of God the purpose of God the people of God right? right and That's so right. we have got to be careful if we're going to be able to rejoice in the day and be glad in the day the time that God has given us it starts with developing a holy routine amen mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's real I mean from day to day we deal with so many different things that sometimes some people don't even want to get up in the morning they don't want to face the day because what challenges may be coming with that day. Mm -hmm. But every day is an opportunity for us to be able to rejoice. But a lot of times we don't rejoice, you know, because of all the things that are weighing on us. Or we're so busy. There's so much stress. There's so many decisions to make. A lot of things we're worried about, things that we're carrying 
where we're not actually casting our cares on the Lord. Right. We're not able to build that holy routine as you're speaking about this morning. So, you know, rejoicing is something that we should make a part of our day. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's something that we should make a part of our day because if we don't make it a part of our day, what happens is we start to despise the day. We start to despise going through the day. I don't know about you. You know, I felt like that many times, like I'm ready for this day right here to be over. <laughs> this day like today i need this day to end right, you know because right. there was so Come many things now. happening in that day but in sometimes in that day i have forgotten to rejoice i didn't think right. about rejoicing because God. i actually had the day to be able to even go through those things you know right. so you know even as you're speaking about just the opportunity to be able to have that day have new life that day sometimes you're just like Man, i just need this day to end just like you know you're just thinking you're going to wake up in the morning and tomorrow's not promised to us, you know? So, yeah. Amen. And I think it goes back to a message that we spoke not too long ago where we was talking about seize your day, right? And most of us, with the time that God has given us, we have not moved or, like you said, got up moving and operating in that authority or that anointing that God has placed upon your life to actually seize your day. Mm -hmm. Too many times we allow ourselves to become victim of the distractions or the different things that the enemy brings to, to throw us off course, to, to, to get us off track throughout the course of the day, to stop us, like you said, from rejoicing or being glad in the day that God has made. You know, I think about like not like you said, not being able to get up, something like depression, right? Yes. Right, right. We understand for the spirit of heaven is God is listen, He's giving you the garment of what? Praise. Praise. We're talking That's about right. praise. So when you feel heavy, when you feel low, when you're struggling with depression, He's giving you a simple remedy to actually deal with the heaviness or or feeling low or feeling defeated or feeling depressed. He says what? Praise. praise and as we've been discussing we found out that praise has the power to actually break things in the realm of the spirit right yes. and so think about this this spirit of depression that is trying to or this spirit of heaviness that is trying to rest upon you the power of a praise will break the whole of this thing that's trying to sit upon you or rest upon you so get back to praising god listen i i i was just listening to a, a message not too long ago a couple of days ago and that thing reminded me of an old cop service right where oh, where the service would just get so high the praise would get so high the people would come on notice what i said the people would come on one accord and we were blessed God right we came with an expectation to bless God we came with anticipation we came with faith believing that God was going to meet, meet us, us in that place and, and as we came on one accord giving God praise you know our praise became a throne for God to come and sit down in the midst of us right yep. to the point that the spirit of God would come so heavy into the place that the men that God apostle couldn't even preach we would, ha we would just preach. have to lay out and right and God would begin to give him prophetic words as he would begin to speak into the lives of the people right but preaching it, it was about the worship of God God wanted yes. to be worshiped and and that came because we came with anticipation expectation faith and we came on one accord right yes. so so don't forget the power of your praise right don't forget the power of your praise he tells us in verse 25 he says say now I beseech thee O Lord O Lord I beseech thee and send now prosperity right and so think about it even when as we're coming out of verse number 24 about being able to rejoice or being glad in the day that God have made, right? There are going to be moments where you actually need God to save you yes, as you're Lord. trying to build or develop this holy routine. You're going to need God to 
save you at times, yes, right? Jesus. And so I don't know about you, but there have been moments where I've been trying to be disciplined, right? Because this is the thing. It takes time to build discipline. But it don't require any time to actually tear all that discipline down, right? It takes time <laughs> to build discipline, on, but man. it really doesn't require time to tear the discipline down, right? And so think about trying to rediscipline yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like re rediscipline yourself to, to meditate on the word of God daily, right? Rediscipline yourself to pray. I'm talking about fervently and passionately pray, going with an expectation that God is going to meet me, right? Yes. Right. It, it takes it takes time to rebuild this discipline, right? And there were times you actually need God to save you, right? Because yes. think about the different things that will come to combat you as you try to build this discipline. So there were times we actually need God to save us. And so the scripture says, save now, I beseech thee, O Lord, O Lord. And he's talking about, O Lord, being Jehovah, the self-existing God. He said, yeah. I beseech thee, right? So so, it's, so we see the repetition of something, letting us know that's how important this actually is that the psalmist is expressing, that there's going to be a time that I need to be saved. And I, listen, God, this is my earnest cry. I'm mm. beseeching you, God. And he calls him again, Jehovah, I'm beseeching you. So he says, now sin, now prosperity, right? And prosperity is defined simply as this. Definition one talks about making progress. So Come when on, you're man. trying to develop a holy routine, right? See, 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 to be saved. God would encourage you with a word or God can strengthen you or God can touch you so that you can feel like you're making some progress. Yes, or, yes. or even when you think you're not making progress, God has a way of manipulating things behind the scenes to show you that you're actually making progress. That's even right. when you misinterpret that you're actually making progress, God can bring you understanding to actually let you see. No, you have made progress. The fact that, listen, you listen, I know you didn't pray all seven days, but the fact that you prayed four days out of the seven days, yeah. That's progress. You understand what right. I'm saying? Then, then, then prosperity is also defined as being pushing forward. So think about we're talking about developing a routine. If you think about something like 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 working out, right? If if, yep. if Pastor Live and I was working out, right, and, <laughs> and, and, and I got I just got oh just just frustrated with this whole workout progress right. uh, and this whole process of it all, you know, going through all the pain and different things of that nature, right there. And I feel like I cause see, I'm a person. For me, I am an individual. I need to see results. I have to see results. So I will be that one. As soon as I bench press ten times, I'm going to the mirror to see <laughs> if if some muscle have developed you got to understand right but 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 he would have to say no 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 because i don't see any muscles develop he would have to say come on we got to keep going right. he would give me the words of encouragement to actually push forward not to give up but to keep at this thing listen i know you want to see muscles being developed <laughs> but it's not going to happen overnight like it comes no. with what time it time. comes in time so I would need his encouragement. So in like manner, how he encourages me, we look for the encouragement of yes. God or, or from the encouragement from the people of God so that we can continue to push forward as we develop this holy routine. And then think about it. When, when God sends this prosperity now or prosperity come now, right? It also talks about to break out. There are certain mindsets that we uh, allow ourselves to fall into. Even when you talk about developing a routine, right? We, we allow ourselves to fall in certain mindsets because of certain habits that we are accustomed to, right? Yeah. But we need, when God says now prosperity, it's, it's, it's causing us to break out of certain mindsets yes. or break out of certain habits or, or ways we were accustomed to doing things or ways we were accustomed to thinking about things or how 
how we perceive things, right? Mm -hmm. We need the Lord to help us to break out of old mindsets, yes, old Lord. mentalities, old habits, and old ways, right? So this is what he's talking about. He says, uh, 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 um, sin, not prosperity, right? And so there are going to be moments where we need God to save us. And what that salvation looks like, it'll come when it says sin, now prosperity. Amen? Yeah. And even in that, you know, a lot of times in this culture, of course, you know, this we live in such a microwave type culture that even what you're saying, like, you know, you go and work out, you want to see immediate results, right? <laughs> you know, we want to see immediate results if we do something for a week or if we do something for three days or if we do something for two weeks. And, and, and the thing is, sometimes we need God to save us from that mindset of that the results are going to come just that quick. It's, it's the results don't come just that quick. Right. You know, the prosperity is when I can keep on making progress. You know, the whole thing about a routine is it's what little small steps, little small things that I'm doing each day. It's the consistency that I'm doing from day to day. It's the getting, you know, maybe getting off the routine a little bit. And I need God to save me by reminding me, like, look, this is the path. Go in this path. Don't go another way. I know you're tired of doing this because it doesn't seem like it's yielding anything. Right. Just like some of us, we get tired of prayer. I'm tired of praying. I don't even know what to say. Keep on feel like I'm saying the same thing. But maybe I need to keep on saying the same thing because I haven't broke out of the mindset that has me saying the same thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Maybe I need to keep on making. I need somebody to help now come push me out of this place where I am saying the same thing. Maybe I need to talk to somebody so they can help push me out of that place. That's prosperity. Prosperity is being able to move forward, move from where I am. And it really, and David is showing us here, like, look, you can't do this on your own. And a lot of times, even when we talk about routine, even while we was getting ready for this, you know, a lot of times when we think about routine, people think about business, people think about their life from day to day, just responsibilities that they have to do. But the incorporation of God into all of that, the one that should be reigning over all of it, how much is he involved in the routine from day to day? Because there's so many things we need to be saved from. We need to be saved from making the wrong, you know, financial decisions. Maybe, you know, you need to knock on the meat, meat man window and ask him to, you know, discount some stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because if your money a little tight, God will say, okay, let your pride down and ask him to discount this meat real quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> can you can you bark this down some more? I mean, it's, it's little small things when God is over the routine, over what I'm doing. He can begin to show me like, okay, you need to do this instead of this. You, need, you don't need to spend your time here. You need to spend it here because God has the path of progress. We don't know what the path of progress is. God has it. And even in some industries and some places where it has been kind of revealed, it's because most of the time these people have tapped into some principles from the scripture. That's all it is. So God has the path of progress, has the path to be able to help us come to a place of prosperity. And prosperity does not necessarily mean money. It is a holistic being able to move forward in health and having the health of mind so you're not making the money and losing everything else behind it. You know, losing your family, you're losing your, uh, your peace, you're losing all this other stuff. You know, you don't understand how to actually bring the life together. We don't know how to bring our life together. You know, we really don't. That's why this life stresses us out so much at times, because we're trying to pull all the pieces together because we don't know how to save ourselves. And many times we're trying to use our own strength to save ourselves instead of begging like the man of God is doing here, like David is doing or, or whoever the author is, because the author is anonymous. We kind of assume that is David, but I can't say that because the author is anonymous. But he's begging, saying, I beseech thee, save me. 
I'm on, I'm on the line. I'm about to quit. <laughs> you know, I'm about to turn around. I'm about to give up on this thing. And most of the time when you're about to give up, that's when something is really, it really is about to break out. Something really is about to happen. Something is about to change. You're actually about to make progress and see it where you can see it and feel it. But it's at that place where you get deceived, where it's getting the hardest. It's the hardest in the place where the breaking is. That's, that's where it's hard at. That's when, when you have no more strength and you come to the end of it and you just feel like I'm done with it. That is when something is actually about to happen. And we need God's help to be able to prosper through that place. Amen. 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 All right. Rolling on down to verse number 26. It says, blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. Right. Yes. Now, this word bless. Right. It, it, it's it's interesting. It's it's the Hebraic word picture definition gives us it talks about the sun being covered right? right now it says blessed be he that cometh in the name of the lord and so we see the covering of the individual that god was sent the covering comes by way as the individual is enveloped by the name of god right mm -hmm. and something interesting as i was studying on last week about the name of god something that i came across you know we oftentimes when we describe the name of god we know it to be excellent we know it to be majestic and all of yes. these different things but typically especially in the pentecostal church we're here you know there's power in the power name, in name. there's deliverance in the name there is right now it's all of that in the name make no mistake about it but yes. what i also found out pertaining to the name of jesus the name is effective ah oh, i bless yes. this wonderful yes. name right yes. there yes. the name Hallelujah. is effective that's what you got to understand right see see it's effective to the point that's why that the healing can take place because the name is effective the deliverance can take place because the name is effective right yeah. and so for the person that god will actually send pertaining to the scripture blessed be he that cometh in the name right this son this daughter that is covered by being enveloped by the name of God right see they can be affected because they are enveloped by the name they're covered by the name Come they're on, moving and operating in the authority and the power that is housed inside the name so right. if you're not effective in developing a holy routine or a holy lifestyle maybe because you're not moving and operating in the effectiveness of the name of Jesus right I, I know when you talk you just say God right but understand there are many gods right we, we yes, need to put is. a name that, let, let, let's name your God I want you to mistake <laughs> who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Jesus, the Jesus. Christ. I'm talking about the Messiah, the anointed one of God, Come the on Son now. of God, the one that is called the Son of Man, Hallelujah. right? The one, that, the Son of David. That's the one that yes. I'm talking about. I, I, I'm, it's, his name is effective, right? So it says, blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord, right? Mm. Now, when you think about this, right, there are blessings depending upon the house, right? Yes. And, and, and he's going to talk a little bit more about these different blessings that, that, that come based upon the different houses. Amen? Amen. So some things that sometimes when we look at the different houses that God has established in different places, many times it's been said, and I've heard people say this, I heard even heard preachers say this, which I sometimes disagree with because you can't get the same thing everywhere. God hasn't even designed it that way. Mm -hmm. If he did, then we would all be the same. He's such a creative God that he knows what the region needs, even down to the neighborhood and the houses that may be in circumference to that house that he has planted. Right. He knows who he has sent, 
where and why he has sent them there and he has equipped them to be able to handle the spiritual things that are happening in that particular region and in that space and he sent and many times he sent many houses into a place because there's many different strategies that the enemy is unleashing on mankind that he needs people who can carry many different things so you cannot get the same thing in every house there's different things in each house and there's a different blessing that comes from that house just from just even just this is where it comes to relationship because it starts with the man but the man is carrying the the anointing or the blessing that comes from the house so many times when we when we come into relationship with people you're getting the blessing that got everything that god has put inside that particular person because he hasn't put the same thing in everybody same spirit but not all the same revelation same understanding and the same wisdom everybody does not carry the same thing meaning everybody cannot take you to the same place and nobody not everybody has to not every house can take you to where you're supposed to be so we have to make sure that god has pulled us or we have listened to where god wants us to be so we can be in the house where god has us amen i know that like this house i know god sent me here because i cried out for someone to train me for someone to teach me so when we was driving back and forth from greensboro to charlotte sometimes two or three times a week yeah, going to Bible study and coming back home on a Wednesday night. Coming because I went so long without understanding that when apostle, when I met apostle, uh, it was more like, okay, this is it. This this is who God has sent into my life. So I gotta go where he is. I don't necessarily want to move to Charlotte. Oh my. But I gotta go where he is. So I would come on a Sunday, come on Saturday, I would come on because I wanted to learn. We wanted to know what God have and I could not find that. Because I was being told so many different things. Prophets weren't real no more. Apostles don't. The apostles are, you know, out of, out of age. People don't speak in tongues no more. The gifts right. of the spirit are not real anymore. You know, miracles don't happen no more. That ended with the age of the apostles and all. Mm-hmm. I was getting confused, and I knew. I'm like, God, this is in your word. This does not make sense. What a mercy. This does not make sense. So when the blessing, when I saw the blessing and the power and the majesty of God that was in the authority of God that was being displayed in this house, I knew I had not ran into that really since I was a little child in the apostolic house. Which I didn't even know that's what, it, what was going on. So it, it, it connected with me. So it began to bring now, now this was the place where I could be developed, where I could build a routine where I can understand how to pray, mm. where I can understand how to have faith. Come on now. Not just for stuff that I want, but have faith to live. Right, right, have right. faith to come out of my flesh. Have faith to be real. Have faith to be loved. Have faith to forgive. Have faith to, you know, let my heart be healed. Have faith to stay married. Have faith to keep on being a father. Have faith to keep on being a brother. Come on now. <laughs> you know, this, that, it, it, I couldn't get that in every house. I left a house where the pastor got on his knees and my, me and my wife prayed for him. And I'm not saying that's a wrong thing, but mm. I think he knew what we wanted to bring to that, to that house. He didn't want that. He didn't want deliverance. We talked to him about deliverance. He said, well, you can do, we can set up another place for you to do that. We can go to another church or another space for you to do that. So he's pretty much you can't do that here with these people, even though it's in the word. So, and he began to open up to us about things that he was dealing with. And I appreciate it. I don't look down on him, but I understood, man, me and you in the same place. (laughs) 
you can't help me like that. You know, not right now. I, you know, I love you, but I got to go with someone that's going to challenge me. But many times we run away from challenges, so that's where we run away from blessings mm -hmm. because the challenge comes before the blessing or what we call the blessing. The real blessing is the challenge because the challenge brings the, the potential out of us. The uncomfortability brings what we need to have being brought out of us so you can really have the real questions uh, answered that you need answered. Some things we're going around and we're trying to find different answers and we think we're going to find it somewhere else. And you may find different solutions, but there's a blessing. There's an anointing. There is things that are released in the place where God has sent you. Amen. So, you know, you can't find the time. And I listen to other people, and I, but I discern what they have on their life. I don't listen to everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't listen to every, I don't listen to a lot, a lot. I discern what are you saying? What level of study are, are you saying? And, and I discern whether you're challenging me. Because if you're not challenging me, I can learn a whole lot but never come to a knowledge of the truth. And as a teacher, I love knowledge. I love it. But I understand the other side of loving knowledge is I can get prideful. Because knowledge puffs up. But not, but truth humbles me. So this is where you get confronted with the truth. The truth, you have to be humble to be able to take it. Mm -hmm. Knowledge, I can just take that in mm -hmm. and apply it when I want to or when I feel like it or when it's beneficial for me. You know what I'm saying? So as a teacher, you have to be careful because you'll, you'll pull, around, pull from all of these different places not understanding what you're really, what's being seeded in you. What is actually, what blessing are you taking on? And it, does it supposed to grow you to where you're supposed to go? Is it, de is it designed for you in your life? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The same blessing is not on every house. I'm not saying other, no other houses are blessed, because there are many houses that God has planted in different regions, and even in the same region, that is blessed, but not the same anointings are in the same place everywhere. Unfortunately, it's unfortunate. I think fivefold ministry should be in every house, because that's in the scripture. But it's not. We got more pastors, and you don't see apostles, and you don't really hear from the prophets. I'm just saying I could go down that rabbit trail for a while because how are you going to bring a people up to maturity without the whole fivefold? Okay. That's my rant to a certain extent. That's, that is what God has shown me even through me listening to other people. Because what we don't understand is this. When you get a seed of a word, that thing grows up something in you, and it, can, it has an influence and a spirit that comes with it. And if you don't know how to place the revelation that you're getting, it can begin to influence your mind and cause you to see things the wrong way. Amen. Well, amen. I, I think uh, there were some of us, we, we, we have this image of what we want or, or think or believe what our lives are supposed to look like. Not recognizing the scripture says, blessed be he that cometh. The, the, the person that God is sending, whether it's man of God, woman of God, they're already blessed. Yeah. Denoting if blessings are the words that the father speaks over the children, or that the heavenly father speaks to us, 
this man, this woman is already walking out the word that God has spoken to them or over their lives. Right. That's what makes them blessed, right? right. Then they're, they're coming to show you what a blessed life is, right? Because right. most believers think a blessed life is, okay, okay, you got your house, you got your picket fence, right? You got your little dog, you got two cars, right? Mm -hmm. But, but y'all struggling to pay for the mortgage every month. Come on now. Y'all unhappy with the house y'all just got. Because you have more month than you have money, right. right? And now you're thinking about throwing the dog to the shelter because, you know what I mean, like, you, you're trying to decide, do I, do I feed the dog or do I, you, you understand what I'm saying? And, and, and it's what you deem or what you thought to be a blessed life is not adding up. Because the thing that makes the life blessed is the word of God. It's the word of God, right? right? And see, God sends people in your life to tell you how, or like he said, to train you on how to be blessed. Now... I, 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 you, you, you hit on two things in my, my favorite saying, man. My favorite saying is, put this on a t-shirt, Lewis. <laughs> the truth comes to challenge you. It comes to confront you. It comes to convict you that it will change you, right? Mm -hmm. And you talked about the challenge and you talked about the confrontation aspect, right? A part of having that blessed life is having that truth in your life, yes. right? That truth yeah. is going to actually tell you how you're supposed to live. Yeah. It's going to challenge you on different things that you need to stop doing, right? It's going to confront you about things you need to stop doing, things you need to change, all of these different things. And you're going to be convicted by the truth. And understand, truth is a person. Right. Truth is a person. The Bible tells us Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Truth is a person. So Jesus comes to challenge you, to confront you, to convict you all to do what? Change you. Right, right. This is what the blessed life is. And like you talked about, the blessing that dwells within the house. Oh, Lord, I'm hurt. Now, I, listen, I ain't trying to come behind him because he no. just opened up oh, some yeah. stuff, right? When I think about how my life has been blessed because of our apostle, and this is us not lifting him up on a pedestal. We understand he's a man, but he's also a man of God. Oh, uh, right. you got see, that's called honor right there. That's honor. all that is. That's honor. That's right. And see, most people's lives are not blessed because they fail to honor, right? If Come your life now. is going to be blessed, honor has to be a part of your life. Honoring other people, not just honoring your spouse, not just honoring your children, but being able to honor someone else outside of your home, right? Mm -hmm. and, and see, I understand that I could recognize the blessing that was on Apostle's life, right? And when I say the blessed, I'm not talking about the tangible things he had. I'm talking about the word of God that I saw him live out, him walk out. I saw him yield to, to and, and as, as well as submit to. I'm talking about that. Someone being obedient to the things of God, being mm -hmm. obedient to the word of God. I'm not talking about driving the biggest Cadillac, living in the mansion. No, I'm talking about someone that was yielded Come to the now. spirit of God. This was indeed the blessed life, right? Because I'm talking about somebody who would seek ye first the kingdom of God so that all those other things could be added. I'm not talking about they're going to God because of what God has in his hand. If you get God, the blesser, you'll get the blessing, right? Come I'm on, talking man. about a person that yielded their life and submitted to the spirit of God. That was the blessed life. Someone who trained us and taught us how to come real before God, yield before God, submit under right. the auspices of the Holy Spirit and That's the right. word of God. This is what we're saying the blessed life. In other words, he was 
was teaching us how to develop a holy routine. Right. Listen, you got to go and pray. You got to talk to God. Don't just talk to God, but give God an opportunity to talk, talk back, back to, to you, you right? right? And don't just stop there, but you got to bless God because David tells us, he said, yes. I will bless the Lord at all times, right? And his prayer shall continually be in my mouth. So we've learned, we've seen our apostle bless God when things were not good, when his life was ugly at times, when it appeared to be upside down at times. We Come saw on, him blessing when his life was going good, when it seemed like I'm talking about the hand of the Lord just rested upon. We know he was blessing then, but to see somebody blessing through difficult times when it seemed like God is answering everybody else and you having to minister to, uh, to other people about the same situation you dealing with, but God haven't given you a word for your life, but he Come put a on. word in your mouth for everybody else and everybody dealing with the same thing. And you saying, God, what about me? What Are you going to speak to me about me, God? We've seen him still bless God and have to minister to the lives of other people yes. waiting for God to speak to him or minister to him about his own life. Yes. This is the blessed life. See, we've seen people try to go and operate out of this house, right? And, and it's like they're falling down on their face. For a moment, they look like superstars against other peers that they're standing next to now. But see, they, 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 they light wasn't shining as bright because guess what? They're standing next to the same people who can do the same thing that they were doing. Right. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> we all moving and operating in that same blessing. Now you got folk who are trying to take the blessing of the house and go operate in the anointing of this house in other places. Not going to happen, boo. Not going to happen, sir. Right. That's not how it works. <laughs> That's not how it works. No, there was a not. blessing tailored to this house, just like there was a blessing tailored to that other house. Now, you got to decide what type of blessed life you want to live. Come on now. That's that's all we're saying. So 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 the word tells us it says, God is the Lord which have showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. God is the Lord which have showed us the light, right? Yes. So this is the thing. Even when you're talking about developing a holy routine, developing this holy routine, God is the Lord which have showed us the light. And light, talking about enlightenment, God has given you knowledge on how to develop a holy routine. Now, if you say God has not given you information or knowledge on how to develop a holy routine, then I'm going to have to say, man, sir, woman of God, you're lying. You're lying. You're lying. Right. He outlines it in his word on how to have a holy routine. Think about it. He said men ought to pray always. Or right. he said pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. David then tells us what? You know, bless the Lord at all. Right. Right. That's that's right. that's. that's building discipline that's building or developing a holy routine in your life right so the scripture outlines how to develop a holy lifestyle or a holy routine in your life so simply put god has given you knowledge on how to be successful when it comes to developing a holy lifestyle or a holy routine then he says the scripture says bind the sacrifice of course even unto the horns of the altar do you realize many days you're going to be that sacrifice in other words yes. you're going to have to tie yourself to the altar oh it just got real right there when y'all saw me do this right here that was my hand motion because he was preaching I was tuning the organ over here you, you understand what I'm saying it, it just got real right there there are days where you are going to be the sacrifice and you got to tie yourself to the altar now who's going to be willing to do that to, to, to literally come and tie themselves to the horns of the altar see I'm a that mindset i said god i want to get back to time myself to yes, the horns of the altar god i want to live at the altar god i want to stay where there is a fire blazing where i sense the presence of god where the presence of god comes down yes, at the Lord. altar which is god's table where he comes down to consume where he comes down to commune i want to stay tied to the place where god comes to commune which is his altar yes. so so will you 
allow yourself to be the sacrifice? Whether you allow yourself or not, many days you're going to be the sacrifice and you're going to have to be tied to the horns of the altar, right? And that is binding yourself to a routine. That's, yes. that's what he's saying. You got to tie yourself to a routine. You got to tie yourself to the discipline that you're trying to develop in your lifestyle. That is a lifestyle of holiness. There are going to be days you're going to have a cheat day. I want to have a cheat day. Yep. I, I don't want to be holy today. Today, I want to look now. at something that's pornographic. You understand what I Today, yep. I, I, I want to listen to a little bit of secular music. Oh, I felt yep. something right there. Today, I want to watch something that is not pleasing in the sight of the Lord on television. No. No, 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 no. Don't you give yourself no cheat day when it comes to holiness. Jesus. No, no, no. You got to be disciplined. You got to remain steadfast in developing a holy lifestyle that God is trying to get you to develop as you develop this holy routine, right? So we're saying you, many days, will be that sacrifice that has to be bound or tied to the horns of the altar so you do not get away from being consistent so that you do not get away from being disciplined or tied to, to this developed routine that God is developing in you, which is a lifestyle of holiness. Amen? Yes, yes. Where says God has showed us light? You know, we don't, like we said before, we don't know the path. You know, there's so many decisions that we have to make in a day that many times we don't know which way to go or what decision is best. Some decisions look like they both have the same outcome or two or three things have the same outcome but there's only a path that God shows that really gives us prosperity it really right. gives us progress so we're not going around in cycles so we're not doing the same things over and over again so we're not having to repeat the same things unless God wants us to repeat it amen, amen. so you know it is it's, and, and when he's talking about buying it just like he said you know we have to bind ourselves to our routine and for a person that likes different stuff, different days, I don't like to eat the same things all the time. I don't like doing the same things all the time. I like variety. Come on. <laughs> I like variety, so I don't like doing the same things all the time. But there is stability that comes from having a holy routine. Mm -hmm. Stability that all of us need. We need the stability to know, okay, this is where I come. Let God change it up if he wants to change it up. Let God show you, okay, now do this, now do that. Or pray like this now, you know, or just give me praise for a little while when you come before me now, you know, uh, you know, release some of these things that are sitting on your heart that you don't think you're carrying around, but you really are. You know what I mean? Those things that we don't talk about, those things that we don't, you know, uh, want to reveal to people. Come and tell me about all of that and be real about it. Be honest yeah. with me about it and, and sacrifice ourselves. Sometimes we don't want to sacrifice that time that our convenience, you know, sacrifice, sometimes even a little bit of sleep, you know, because sometimes God will wake you up in the middle of the night. He will wake you up a little earlier before before prayer. We don't want to sacrifice that 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 time, but it's in the place of sacrifice. And this is some and this is where, you know, many times people look at prosperity and they look at people that, oh, look at what they did and look at, you know, the the sacrifice and or look at the success. When you look at the success of high-profile athletes, mm -hmm. you know, somebody like a Kobe or, a, 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 you know, a Jordan or, you know, I mean, people who we've seen do major things, even if you're talking about probably the number one surgeon in the world or something like that, brain surgeon or heart surgeon, mm -hmm. you know, the level of dedication and sacrifice that it takes to be at the top of your game, at the top of what God has gifted you to do is something that we don't always want to pay. We don't want to pay that, but we want the results. 
True. We want the results. This is why Kobe, you know, you, you know, Kobe said, I'm not passing them the ball because they don't practice like me. They don't practice. They, they, they're not putting in the work like me. So I don't trust them. It wasn't even about I don't trust their skills. I don't trust their character. I don't trust their character because they don't have dedication to this thing like I do. And many, and, and that's where we look at these people who we want this high level of success, but we want low sacrifice. Oh, low sacrifice, low giving up of our time, low giving up of, you know, uh, our comfortability, low giving up. We want it to be on our terms. And this is not, it's not even the way it works in the world, as we call it in the secular world, in, 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 in any other industry. It right. doesn't work that way. It's not just we're not just talking about now the kingdom is encompassing everything, but we're not just talking about just church. We're talking about this is the way it works. This is a principle in the earth, period. If you want success, sacrifice is a part of it. Amen. Sacrifice that goes past the sacrifice that you want to give, that I want to give. The comfort, uncomfortability that, 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 that just rubs you wrong, that you feel like stuff is not right, stuff is out of balance, stuff is not good. Uh, it, it takes that level of sacrifice. Nobody really wants to give it until they get obsessed with the results, until they get obsessed with, hey, look, this is what I really, really want, and I'm willing to pay the price for it. And the routine is what builds up that confidence to maybe finally start paying the price. Because, you know, if I can pay a little bit and a little bit and a little bit, then the more and more that God asks, because that's what happens, you know, when once you get a little bit of the routine down and God says, okay, let me add a little more. <laughs> you know, okay, you can get up for 5 o'clock prayer now, now I need you to get up at 4, and just between me and you. Mm. Now you can get up at 4 now, now I need you to go and pray before you go to sleep. And pray with your family and do all the, you know, and I need you to get back on your routine of those that things that interrupt your time, interrupt your comfortability. That, that's going to be a sacrifice for you because I meet, he meets us in the sacrifice. He's, right. It's the table. It's where he comes to meet us. Amen. He meets us in Jesus. Jesus was the sacrifice. He meets people even when they sacrifice. This earth responds to people who sacrifice. The whole system of everything is set up to respond when people begin to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And that routine helps us to sacrifice and get used to the pain of the sacrifice and get used to the uncomfortability of it and see the goodness of it at, at the end. Amen? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> we are now, we are actually in the teaching posture, sitting down in the teaching posture, but I have to say the man of God is preaching. <laughs> He's actually teaching and preaching at the same time, you know, so whenever y'all see this, I'm, I'm keying up the organ because he's, he's preaching over here. You need to understand that, right? So listen, listen, <laughs> listen. The word says in verse number 20, it says, Thou art my God and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. Now, I, 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 I like it. It says, the psalmist says, Thou art my God. This is what? This is acknowledging, this is an acknowledgement of God. Mm -hmm. And you don't really typically see this a lot on display in the lives of believers. You don't hear this coming out of the mouths of believers, right? Mm -hmm. Now, this is my thing. I see folk acknowledging their booze. Oh, Lord have mercy, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they're acknowledging their booze. You got to understand this. Much. They're acknowledging their children. You, you understand. Uh, 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 but nobody's acknowledging God. Jesus. 
And that's a problem if you're supposed to be developing a holy routine, which is a holy lifestyle, right? Your life should be a reflection of who God is. You should be acknowledging God all the time if you're saying you are a Christian. But I see, uh, that's what I, I see folks more interested in their love lives. Now, this is the that thing. Their love lies, when I say more interested in their love lives, I'm saying their love lies in, in, in the sense where they're more interested in their specific other, you know, their specific other, right? right. But the thing is, you're supposed to have a love life. Oh, I hit somebody mm -hmm. on their forehead right mm -hmm. there. Because <laughs> the scripture says, well, you're supposed to love the Lord your God with That's all right. your heart, body, mind, strength, and then you're supposed to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So you're supposed to have a love life. Hmm. Mm. Uh, but then, 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 but your boo, you put oh, your boo Jesus. before Jesus. You, you put before your, your boo comes before the Lord. You acknowledge your boo before before Jesus. It's good morning, hey boo. You sending the text message to your boo. Oh, how about <laughs> that right there? You, you understand? Before you go to bed, instead of you catching that nightcap, that nightly word, giving God praise on your bed. Guess what? You sending a good night text to your boo. Where oh, is Jesus. the acknowledgement to my God? Christian, right. <laughs> you understand, and this is why some of your love lives is messed up right now. It's trash because the order of it is all messed up. Hmm. Your little man, if he is a man, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you better go check him out in the realm of the spirit. <laughs> Lord Jesus. have mercy. You better check him out in the realm of the spirit, the headbanger right there. I know he has the body of a man, but on the inside, he's just as soft as you. <laughs> yeah, you better go check him out in the realm of the spirit. Jesus. Lord have mercy. That's all we're saying. We're trying to warn you. I'm going I'm to hit my own <laughs> organ right there. <laughs> Lord, Lord, we're trying to warn you. You got to get this thing in right alignment. God has to come first. Then your significant other, your specific other comes after God. Mm -hmm. Get this, get your love life in the proper order. Get it in the proper order. He says, thou art my God and I will praise thee, right? Now this word praise in the Hebrew, the Hebraic word picture, the Hebraic context tells us this means the tongue of tongues, the tongue of tongues, meaning the spirit of God speaks through our tongues or speaks right. through our language or right. speaks through our voices, right? Mm. He says, thou art my God. I'm acknowledging God. And when I acknowledge God, when I think about all God has done, right? When I think about what God has done, this gives me reason to praise. Uh, on last week, we talked about the Lord is worthy to be what? Praise. praise. The Lord is worthy Hallelujah. to be praised. When I, when I think about what God has done, when I think about how he saved me, how he has delivered me, see, my mind said, this is why you're worthy. Because I couldn't save myself. I couldn't deliver myself. I sure enough couldn't heal myself. Oh, Went yeah. to many specialists and they couldn't heal me. But it was the Lord that God that healed me. It's the God that healed thee. He was the one that healed me. This is why he's worthy. And see, Hallelujah. the tongue of tongues, the spirit of God begins to speak or utilize the voice to lift up or to exalt the name of God. Yes. The effectiveness that is housed inside of that name. The authority that is housed yes. inside of Hallelujah. that name. The power that is housed inside of that name. The spirit uses our voice to exalt or praise to raise God to lift him up that he is lifted higher than every other thing and every other person Hallelujah. so he says thou art my God and I will praise thee thou art my God come on acknowledge him again see anytime there is repetition it's showing you the importance of this thing see you got to get to where you are acknowledging God and then maybe you'll have some direction in your life you know that's for the confused Christians and I can understand how you are become you know how crazy that sounds to be a Christian. You're supposed to be a Christian. But to be a Christian and talk about you, you confused? 
Lord Jesus. When he tells you the God that you say you serve, he said he's not the author of confusion, but he's a God of peace. You know how crazy that is? I refuse to let confusion abide, not just in me, but I don't want confusion around me. So listen, see the importance. You see the repetition of this. He's acknowledging again, showing you the importance of why you have to acknowledge God. In acknowledging God, he can direct your paths. He can tell you what you need to do. He can influence you on which way to go, mm -hmm. on how to make the decision, when to make the decision, so you don't get outside of the timing of God. Because most of us, listen, what I found out, a confused Christian is an impulsive Christian. Well, y'all not going to talk to me right there, but I'm going to talk to you. A confused Christian would be an impulsive Christian. Just, just make a decision because it feels right. Mm. In the moment, it, it feels right. It seems right in the moment. But, 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 but think about it. The scripture tells us we weren't supposed to judge nothing before it's appointed time. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, like even certain things, decisions that I'm supposed to make, let, let, me, let me sit back and judge this. Let me look at this. Let me discern this thing. Let me look at the timing of this thing. Let me see what could possibly happen. Let me talk to God about what could actually happen. All right. So in this acknowledging of God, God can direct our paths. And this is why the psalmist said, I will exalt him. Because him, he's directing my path. This is why I can pray, because he's directing my path. He's giving me direction. Directions tell you where you're supposed to go. Mm. Instruction tells you on how to do it. He's directing your path, telling you where you're supposed to go or where you're supposed to be. All right. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Because, see, some Christians are confused about where they're supposed to be. Jesus. They're also confused about how they're supposed to do it. But if he's the God of peace and he's giving you clear instruction, there should be no confusion about where you're supposed to be, where you're supposed to go, or how you're supposed to do it. Jesus. But I wish we had some help right All there. Right. Uh, right. But I'm going to go ahead and say amen <coughs> and pass this thing over to my man in Jesus' name. So even when he's talking about the order of things, this is what breaks the confusion when we begin to put God first. There's been many times that. I didn't put God first. Sometimes I've been that impulsive Christian. That that right there hit me, you know, because I <laughs> it did. And we can hit the organ on that because there's <laughs> things that look good, and this is where I've learned that my decisions are not great. <laughs> my way of looking at things just does not always uh, turn out to be prosperous for me or the people connected to me. It makes sense in someone else's life, and things make sense in other people's lives. True. But my my life is specific to how God has designed it, just like He's designed everybody else's life. So that's things that I may say, man, that that looked good. Let's do that. You know, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do that. You know, and and that wasn't a good thing to do. It wasn't a good thing to do, and it wasn't good for me, even though it was good for someone else. And sometimes we think if it's good for someone else, that means it's good for me. And I've had to learn that that's not right. You know, what's good for me is what God has intended for me. What's good for me is what he has, you know, put together for my life, how my life should be, even if I don't agree with some of it. Because there's still some stuff I don't agree with. You know, I mean, it's taken me some years sometimes to come to a place of agreement with some things. You know, like, well, God, this doesn't make sense to me for a little while. But now it's starting to make sense, right. you know. But <laughs> you got, as the old folks say, you just got to keep on living. You know, and stay a little open so God can show you that you don't know what you think you know. I don't know what I think I know. I think I know certain things, but I don't know. But when he's my God, that even when it's difficult for me to you know, keep my routine, because maybe sometimes I want to untie myself from the altar. 
because I don't like the process that's going on. I'm like, I right, I had enough of this. Come on, I'm I don't have enough of this. Let me just untie myself and and let me go do what I want to go do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and he stops being my God. I become my own God. Because sometimes I want to be my own God. I want to, you know, I make my own decisions, you know. But the, it never turns out good, ever. Right. <laughs> There's not a time like it. It never turned out good, you know. It turned out okay, and then when I look back, I see the mercy of God right. that it was even okay that yeah, I kind of right. made it out of it before it got real bad. <laughs> it was His mercy. It was His grace. That st- somehow intervened, and I begin to see mm, this ain't good for me. Let me get back on this altar. Let me get back to my Hallelujah. routine that Come works. Let me get back to what I know is right for me in my life. Amen. So we have to acknowledge Him and acknowledge Him first, and and that's that 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 routine of getting up and seeking Him early. It's it's the smallest things that God has put in the scriptures that really sets our day so we can take advantage of each day so we can see and find and, and see a blessed man and know what a blessed man looked like that's coming from a blessed house, coming from a blessed place, you know, that, that, that we can begin to connect all these things because we don't know how. We don't know how. We have to humble ourselves and understand, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's God. I'm not, you know. So I, when I praise him, it puts me back in my place. Mm-hmm. And I understand that we, even when you talk about praise being the tongue of tongues, mm-hmm. is I have a language, but He has a language. Come on now, Damn. He He has a language. He has a way of of speaking through me, speaking to me. That's going to benefit His kingdom and my life ultimately. Mm-hmm. You know, but I got my own language. You know, because there's a whole lot of tongues, but there's only right. one tongue that exalts Him. You know. That, that holy tongue, that one that really honors him. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've not always exalted him. I've not always praised him. And that's when I know pride is starting to come in to my life. So I encourage you to praise God. Praise God. Exalt him and put him back in his place. Check to see if he's in the right place. Is he really in the right place? Or do are we just praising him because we know it's right to do? Mm-hmm. Is he really in the throne of our hearts? Amen. 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 So you, you, you touched on that mercy piece, which is coming up in our next verse, right? Our last scripture says, oh, give Amen. thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endureth forever. And mm. I would be remiss if I don't mention this. I failed to mention this at the onset, but thanks be unto God, his grace and mercy, right? This particular psalm, when you go to the book of Psalms, Psalms 113 to 118, these are described as the, the actual um, Egyptian halal songs, meaning these are Egyptian praise songs, uh, blessing God for bringing us out of Egypt, right? Do you know somebody and can you relate where, you know, at different points in life uh, you've experienced Egypt, even though God brought you out of a literal Egypt, but at different moments in life, it appeared or it felt like you were back in Egypt I'm talking about at different moments in life it was very very laborious you know what I mean at, at, at points it was hard you had hard moments of life right and if it had not been for the mercy and it had not been for the grace of God you don't know how you would have actually made it through that particular moment in life it was so hard it reminded yes. you it felt like it seemed like when you looked around and did a check of the landscape you almost thought you had went back to Egypt right because right. of how certain people were actually being hard on you it felt like Pharaoh, or you were back underneath the hand of Pharaoh, or you were back out here, you understand, or where things tend to be drying up, working in this heat, and all these different things right there, right? But the scripture says, 
give thanks unto the Lord. This is a, an Egyptian halal. This is an Egyptian. Thanks be unto God for bringing us out of Egypt. Right. Yes. This word thanks in the Hebrew is this is that what yada. This is this is that praise with extending of the hands. We're yes, praising Lord. God yes, with an Lord. extension of the hands. Right. Glory, when you glory, extend glory, your glory, hands glory, to the glory. God, this is actually a sign of lifting or raising something up. Right. So when I bless His name, right, and I extend my hand as I'm blessing Him at the same time, it's as if I'm taking the words from my mouth and I'm lifting them up to God. Hallelujah. I bless the name of the Most High God. Come on, you ought to let God Hallelujah. be praised right there. It's Glory a good God. moment just Hallelujah. to let God be praised right there, right? Because when you think about Hallelujah. how and many times he's broken you out of the lifestyle of Egypt, feeling like you've been conquered by Egypt all over again, right? That's a reason to let God be praised. Uh, I know it feels like Egypt. It might even look like Egypt, but you're not in Egypt. You're just dealing with a hard moment in life right now, right? A moment in life that's trying to oppress you. A moment in life that's trying to suppress you. A moment in life that's trying to kick you while you down. But thanks be unto God. He's a God that's full of grace. He's a God that's full of mercy. He has the power. Remember, there is effectiveness in his name. Hallelujah. If you call on that name, there is enough power in that name. There is enough effectiveness in that Thank name to you, pull Jesus. you up. Like the old folks say, out of the muck and miry clay. You understand what I'm trying yes. to tell you? It says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And I like this right here, right? Now, now in the Hebrew, right, this good is talking about, it, it, it means to surround, right? This Hebraic definition or Hebraic word picture tells us good means it surrounds, it surrounds and is inside, right? Meaning there is no deception in God, right? God, God looks the same on the inside and the outside. There is no deception about God. What you see yes. is what you get. Oh, you got the real thing when you get God. What you get Come is what now. you get when you get God, right? And when you get God, you get someone that is good. You get someone that is merciful. You get someone that, that is kind. Come someone that is mindful of you. And the Bible lets us know that his mercy endureth forever. And as he talked about, there was times when you got off course and when you got off track and when you untied yourself. Because see, let's really be real, right? There were some days when we tie ourselves as the sacrifice. We don't tie ourselves tight enough so that we can't get loose. Oh, go ahead and tell the truth right there. You put a loose knot on your life yeah. so that you can ease, no matter if you just move a little bit, right? If you move mm -hmm. enough, right, the knot will come loose and you find yourself being loose from the altar. No, you need to tie yep. that knot tight so that you Ooh. cannot get loose. And if you're afraid that you're not going to tie the knot tight enough, then tell somebody else to tie you to the altar so that Jesus. I can't get loose, right? And see, that's what we're talking about, the mercy of God, right? That when you find yourself being untied from the altar of God, the place where God comes to commune, the place where God comes to consume, when you find yourself being untied from the altar of God, it's never a good thing. Hallelujah. But thanks be unto God, his mercy in do it forever because there have been moments God. where I found myself where I was untied from the altar. I cut myself. I went to the altar with a blade in my pocket. You got to understand, <laughs> right? Yeah, I tied myself real tight. But listen, like he said, in those moments where it got Come real difficult, now. it got real challenging when the word was confronting me and banging yes. me upside my head when I didn't agree with it, when I did not like it, I didn't want to hear no more truth. I didn't want to hear another prophet. Where how crazy does that sound right there? Some days I cut myself loose from the altar. What a mistake. Tragic. Oh, y'all not going to be. Jesus. And see, it's in moments like that that I've experienced trauma in my life right there. And because of some of the trauma that yep. I've experienced, I don't know why we're going this route. It's, listen, it's developed wounds, not just on my soul, but wounds have developed inside of Come my on, soul because of the that. trauma that I have gone through in life. You know, traumatic words that have been spoken, traumatic events that I've had to endure, traumatic relationships that I've been part of, right? This trauma has devastated my life at times, but thanks be unto God. 
uh, that his mercy endure forever. Because in those traumatic moments, y'all know the enemy will come and tell you, listen, you better off just taking yourself a month out of here. That's God real. not concerned. If God loved you the way he say he loved you, now. then why he let you go through all come of this? Now. Why? That's because real. it was enough to build me. <laughs> they say if it didn't kill me, Lord, it was going to build me, right? That, that, and if it didn't break me, it was doing what? Making me. And, and, and now I have that understanding. That's why I can say thanks be unto God. His mercy endureth forever. What would have took somebody else up out of here? I'm still here. Hallelujah. Uh, I bless his name. See, Travis Green got a son. He said, I'm still here. Lord, have mercy. I can bless his name. Woo. I, I got to play Hallelujah. that for myself. I am still here. I'm not telling you that I've always had it all together. There were some days I contemplated taking my own life. When I go back to around about 15 years, 16 years old, when the enemy was really messing with my mind and, and trying me, I thought about taking myself up out of here, but I'm so glad. Thanks be unto God. His hand was Hallelujah. upon me. Even when I didn't Holy know God. him at that time, his hand was upon me. He was still keeping me because he had a plan. He had a purpose for my life. Hallelujah. This is why we bless him because we see the good in God. There was no deception about God. Ooh. What he said is what he meant. Oh, good. say that again. What he said is what he meant. Stop trying to make what God said be something else to fit your life. What he said is what he meant. Listen, the book of Revelation tell you if you take away or add to it, what unto you? Danger. And we got people trying to change the word of God to fit their lifestyles. When your lifestyle is supposed to be one uh, of holiness, you're supposed to develop a holy routine, which is going to produce a holy lifestyle. Stop trying to change the word of God to fit your lifestyle. The word of God is just that. It is his word. Amen. 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 I ain't got nothing to add. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I ain't got nothing to add. I know when to be quiet. Hallelujah. Thanks be unto God. Well, let God be praised. Go ahead and give God some <laughs> praise right there in Jesus' name because we're talking about developing a holy routine. You need a holy routine in your life because developing that holy routine, it is going to produce holiness in your life. That's what a routine does. That's what discipline or consistency does. It, it, it brings about productivity in your life. And when you think about productivity, produce, the root word, we should see the produce or the fruits Come on now. of the spirit in your life. When you have a holy routine or a holy lifestyle, we should see, we should encounter, we should experience the fruits of the spirit in your life. Thanks for tuning in and please make sure to visit us at churchatphila.com for more podcasts and ways to connect with us on social to like, subscribe, follow, and share content as it comes along. Special thanks to those who give in so many ways to this ministry. We could not do any of this without you. And if you want to give or be a part, visit churchatphila.com forward slash give for more information. Thanks so much for listening. God bless.